Welcome to the She Speaks Podcast. I am your host, Shanika, but for this forum, you can call me Neek or Sis. This is a show for women that discusses real life topics to let you know that you are not alone on this journey called life. And while we're taking this journey, I'm also encouraging you to embrace the concept of true sisterhood. Are you ready, sis? Let's go. Hey, sis. Today, I'm excited about this dope soul episode. As you know, I'm always excited to highlight women and their stories. So today, I'm excited to sit down with a dope soul named Stephanie B., or as I call her, Steph, and on some days, my petty twin. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm excited for you to hear about and from this sister who is making a positive impact within her community and the lives of others. And Steph is one of my sorority sisters. We are members of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority. Sorority Incorporated. And she's also an active duty military member and just an overall dope soul. So first things first, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to allow me to interview you for the podcast. Thanks for having me, Nika. I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to be in your company. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, sis, let's get started. So what I would like to do is give you all the background for those of you that are listening. Steph and I met in Germany a few years ago. And I'll be honest with y'all, we've been kicking it ever since. Like, we've been there for each other through various stages of our lives. And she's also a supporter of She Speaks. And she was on my very first podcast that I did when we were headed to Cuba. Cuba. (laughs) And it was titled Sisterhood. So um, I am extremely excited about this because for those of you that don't know, um, Steph is just really dope. Like, she lives her life unapologetically and... To have her here as the final episode right now for the She Speaks, She's a Dope Soul interview, um, I'm just truly excited. So Steph, for uh, those that don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey and why you agreed to come on the podcast? (laughs) Well, a little bit about me. I am a 19-year, six-month active duty member in the United States Air Force. Um, It's been a absolute honor to serve. Um, I'm still having fun, still grateful for all the opportunities that it has provided me. Um, I am a part of the most elite family that is out there, uh, the Brown family. So shout out to the Brown family, whoever going to be listening. Um, I love them to death. They're my riders. I wouldn't be here without them. Um, I am... I recently just became a foster parent and um, it is the, I don't know, it's one of the highlights of my life. So it's one of those things that I don't, you find purpose in something. um, And I think that is truly where um, a part of my purpose lies is just being able to help people who need it. um, And the kids just absolutely bring me joy. I am also um, a handy dandy crafter. Um, 
<laughs> um, that gives me it gives me headaches but it's also uh again something that I love doing um it takes my mind off stuff and it gives me the opportunity to see stuff that people want to come to fruition um to be crafted out whether on a t-shirt a mug or whatever the case may be so I do that as well um the reason I chose to do this, one, is because Neek is dope. So, I mean, that's why I'm here. So what better way to collab with, than with two dope souls? Um, but I'm not really a talker. A lot of people who know me, and, and Neek can attest to this, I'm not, I don't really talk a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like to be in the, in the background. Um, don't get me wrong, I love to have fun, but I'm kind of a background person. So I'm very humble. Um, to even be able to be the uh, final one for this Dope Soul podcast. Um, but at the end of the day, I feel like when me and Neek get to talking, we never know where this road is going to lead. So I am open to answering questions that many people either know or may not know about me. Um, and we'll see where this this podcast leads. <laughs> Thank you. For giving us a snapshot of who Stephanie is. So, sis, um, today we are going to start off with talking about living a life you enjoy. That was the topic that I picked because for as long as I've known you, um, that's truly how I see you live your life, right? Um, yes. I, of course, I know that we all have our moments, but you are one person that I know who is able to smile, um, uplift, and just be there for people, even when you may be going through your own uh, life journey. And I, <laughs> it's just funny because every time, I'm like, Steph, how are you doing? And I'm it's good. always, I'm good. <laughs> right? And I love it because it's like we all have that one friend who cool as a fan, yo, just like you just kind of float through life and you know I appreciate that because um I kind of keep to myself in some ways and I remember and this was recent. I was in the car. <laughs> I was going, I think, to a meeting or something. And he yeah. was like, how you doing? And I was just like, I'm... And then all of a sudden, I was just like, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Yeah. And I started crying. And Steph was just like, hey, right? And, I was, and it was the first time, I think, that I had ever, like, literally broke down, right? Yeah. Um, and I really wasn't expecting to bro- break down. Like, I was trying to carry on the conversation, and I just, I yeah. just couldn't do it. And that's because you were my safe space, right? Like, I had been I appreciate that. going through, it was just trash. I was tired, um, going back and forth, all this stuff that was going on. But in that moment... I was like, Steph is it. Steph is Steph is the safe space right now. And you know, we had that long conversation. <laughs> the kitchen counter chronicles. <laughs> Man, that was about a two hour joint. <laughs> well we were what a how you doing? 
yeah, it said it was like two hours later, we had went all over the place, but right. I, I remember you had said, um, if I tell you my story, like, what are you going to do with it? And in that moment, I had given you a piece of my story and you, you was like, okay, Nick, so this is what you need to do. Like, you need to take care of yourself and da da da. So I appreciate that. And that's why I came up with um, that topic for you because we look at you as the, you know, the pillar, that strength, right? The one that's always got it together. And you like to travel and you like to have a good time and all these different things. And I'm like, yo, Steph really embodies the yo i'm i'm alive let me just let me just live my life yes so i would like to know and you know some other people probably want to know too (laughs) like how did you get to that point right where you just like look i'm living i'm good man like how did you get to because it takes a lot for some of us to get to that point So, so first of all, let me tell you, thank you for allowing me to be your safe space because I know for you and many people may not know on your podcast um, that Neek is a, a turtle. You know what I'm saying? She goes in a shell and she hides and she portrays the image on the outside of a hardened shell, but she is so soft and tender. Um, so thank you for allowing me to be a safe space and um, letting me be a shoulder from a distance. I appreciate that and uh, I don't take it lightly. Um, but for me, um, I'm very optimistic and it had to, it didn't come overnight, man. Um, man, do you know my story? So I was a... I was a teen mom. Um, I lost my son when he was six weeks old. Um, and over the course of that time, um, at 16, losing him and just going through life's journeys and being able to, I don't even say being able to, not knowing how to deal with grief at a young age um, and trying to put pieces together and um, trying to figure out what's next um still in high school still trying to focus on in quotation what's in quote unquote important um after that was after I lost him I figured that you know I I hit a dry spot to where I was like what else is there? You know what I'm saying? I learned the true definition um, after having Stefan of unconditional love. And I figured that I don't think I would ever get that again. Um, I didn't think that there would ever be a, another person out here that would take me on a journey of love the way he did. Um, so I became so enclosed, so trapped in my own space that um I essentially forgot to live um Mm. now everybody grieves differently um and I think over the course of these 20 plus years of him being gone um I still have grieving moments um but during that time frame 
and coming to the point where I'm at now at the tender sweet age of uh, 39 about to step into this fabulous 40 I um, <laughs> <laughs> had to throw that in that fabulousness coming up there child um, I embodied the fact that God is not going to put more on me than I can bear so I truly believe, although I want him, wanted him here then and would desire him to be here now, that just wasn't God's plan. Mm-hmm. Um, it took years for me to get to that point to be able to be like, okay, um, the why me, right? We always say why me. Um, a lot of people don't want to um, admit, but I, I questioned God for probably 15, 16, 17 years of losing him um and still sometimes to this day if I'm being honest I still question um but I realized that at the end of the day uh, I still have to be able to live I still have to be able to um, take a pause and take a break and realize that there is still some life left so I became optimistic about pretty much everything Um, Mm -hmm. call me naive what, whatever you want to call it um, but I became optimistic about everything somebody having a bad day I'm having a great day somebody had a worse day it's great over here so even when I go to work <laughs> everybody's like well how you doing Sam Brown? I'm great how are you you great every day every day because <laughs> one thing I've learned over the course of the years in living is that if you don't allow people to interrupt your innermost peace you mm-hmm. can have a great day every day um is it easy no do I smile sometimes when I want to scream absolutely um but it's still half the time it's not worth it you know what I'm saying because I'm either gonna give myself a migraine (laughs) either I'm gonna cry child and my face breaks out when I cry I think I'm allergic to my own tears um so I've allowed myself to get to the point where having a good day, great day, um, being optimistic about the days to come has become a part of my routine. Mm-hmm. Um, if I don't allow it to become a part of my routine, I get sunk into the things that may be going on around me, going on with me, going on through me. And I refuse to let that be a thing that is toxic that will drive me into a early grave. So um, I'm optimistic. I'll say that I'm optimistic about life and I'm optimistic that everybody else can have great days too. Hmm. Okay. Um, Well, I wasn't ready for all of that. (laughs) That's um, one, I think it's amazing that you're able to be optimistic no matter the circumstance right because i'll be honest with you some of us that's not that's not a realistic thing for us because we're looking at right now like tunnel vision yeah i can't see past what i'm going through right now so i mean you can't you can't a lot of times people don't realize is that at the end of the day, you may go through a storm, but if you don't walk through the storm, you'll never get to the sunshine. So if you stay stagnant in the storm, how are you going to get to the other side where the sun is shining? If you just keep walking, right, 
you'll pass the storm and the storm may not even last that long. It may be a 30 second storm and you stand stuck because you act like you got bricks in your shoes and you stand there for two, three years. And it, it really only would have took you 15 minutes to get through. <laughs> so you got to be able to press past the storm sometimes, no matter how hard it gets, because it don't have to last that long. You decide whether you're going to stay in a storm or whether you're going to press past it. Right. So let's talk about that. Deciding to stay in the storm and deciding to walk through the storm to get to the sunshine. What were some of the things that you had to do or tell yourself in order for you to walk through that storm? Like, was it for you? Because I know, you know, you said what you experienced when you were 16 and then um, going through life and still even years later questioning all of that. What were some of the ways that you personally were able to walk through that storm? Was it affirmations? Was it um, family? Was it, you know, a combination of different things? Like what, what did that look like? Well, I'll tell you this and I'll be perfectly honest. I questioned God for so long that I felt like even during that time frame, I had to look through and look up and look at and look past and get through and Mm -hmm get an encyclopedia to other religions because I felt that um, if we if God is who he says he is why did it happen to me right Mm -hmm. Um, so um, I'll never forget the day uh, Stefan passed away when he was in the hospital Um, Mm -hmm. and this is what the one thing that had me question it was that uh, we were in the hospital and my grandmother was on her way up to Michigan or whatever, because that's where he was at, getting surgery um, by one of the phenomenal hospital, great freaking um, surgeon team. Um, but there was a priest who walked past and he said, by his stripes, your son will be healed. And 30 seconds later, they came and said Stefan was dead. And I'm just like, mm. what stripes? What stripes did you call on? Um, sir? Was it the zebras or was it the tigers? You know what I'm saying? Like, where, who, what? Right. I didn't, I didn't comprehend what kind of stripes we was using. So, um, at that point, I was just like confused. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now I grew up in the church. I was with Granddad Church every Sunday, every Wednesday for Bible study, every Sunday for Sunday school, morning service, afternoon service. Service past the service. I mean, we was at service, child. We was praising the Lord, you know. Um, I could quote some scripture, you know. I might not look like I can quote it, but if you come through me, <laughs> I will quote you a scripture in a minute. Don't play with my God, okay? Um, but what I realized is that as I went through all those different questioning tactics and questioning what God was I felt like as I got older and grew stronger in my faith Mm -hmm. um he was okay with me questioning him you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day what it allowed me to do is build a closer relationship with him 
Right. Um, so as I was searching for other things, I was just being pulled back to him. Mm -hmm. um, so it kind of redirected and allowed me to, instead of having Granny Dill desire of my faith, um, my mom's desire for my faith, my aunt's uncle's desire for my faith, Stephanie now had a desire for her own faith mm -hmm. um, and was able to now have a personal relationship with God. Um, so through all that, I was able to say, okay, God, I see what you did. I may not agree with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a, I'm a honest, I'm an honest um, God-fearing woman. I may not agree <laughs> with what you did, but I understand it. And I trust that however you're going to do it and however you did it is serves a purpose. Um, so what I looked for during this whole thing was and what I still look for if I'm being honest um, years later is that um, I look for me to continue to have that personal relationship so that I don't get to a point where um, I'm back in a somber place um, anybody who loses a child is going to miss them I don't mm -hmm. care how many years pass or whatever the case may be mm -hmm. um, but through that whole thing I learned that there is always purpose in what God does mm -hmm. um, he's intentional about what he does and I, we just, I just I just had to trust him and still at 39 I still just have to trust that what he did had a purpose okay Ooh, sis thank you um so with that, stay with me, Nick. Stay with me. I'm here. I'm. I'm here. So with that, and you said you, your faith. You had to have Stephanie's faith. In that relationship that you built on your own right not through your grandmother not through your mother and other family members was it an easy journey and i say nah. that because <laughs> nah. because you know, you know they say you have you gotta have faith the size of a mustard seed that's mustard all seed. that's all you need sis that's it like uh, and let me tell you i ain't never seen no mustard seed <laughs> I ain't never seen one in person. I know they small as I Googled them, but I've never seen a mustard seed in my hand. <laughs> what I will tell you is that Martha Lee Brown made it seem so easy to trust God, right? So I'm like, cool, Granny Dear could do it. She makes stuff seem so easy and things come to fruition and all this stuff is just divine intervention, right? And then, you know, you see your, my mom and my grandmother and my aunts and all them and my uncle at the time when he was alive praying and fasting and praying and fasting. The thing just happened, child. Just right. God is in the mist, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't have a mist that he was in. So I was just <laughs> like, you know, yo, Lord, you, you, you out there? You know what I'm saying? Holla at your girl. I'm still, you know what I'm saying? Still here. You know, <laughs> if you want to talk to me. I paused for a little bit, you know, but at the end of the day, I wasn't, I wasn't making myself available to pause either. Cause I was so angry that I didn't even 
for years, I didn't allow him to explain himself in others, in, in a sense. Um, I was out here just doing my own thing. Um, before I came into the military, I was, my mama gonna listen to this podcast. So I was just out here doing my own thing. You know what I'm saying? Yes, ma'am. Um, <laughs> um, and I, I, and I, I hit a couple roads. I um, banged my foot a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was still here, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I was searching for a lot of things. And like I said in the beginning, that Stefan taught me unconditional love, and I was still looking for that. And mm-hmm. I couldn't find it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's pleasure in knowing that if you see what unconditional love looks like, right, it's almost like being on drugs. Right. You know how they always say, hey, uh, uh, this is what they say now, because I ain't never did this now. They said that a drug addict, crack, cocaine, whatever, they always look for that initial hit. Yes. And that is why they keep going back. So for me, I always look for and I still yearn for that initial unconditional love that I have for Stefan. So for me, it's it's one of those things that you talk about being a pillar for people is I don't get to be his pillar anymore. So I think God allowed me to stay around to be the pillar for other people people um do I find unconditional love in that no um but I find purpose in it Mm. yeah I find purpose you know (laughs) if you over here dropping some jewels early sis All right, I'm going to scale back a little bit. <laughs> no, <laughs> I love back. so because it's like, like you no kidding took a situation that was, I would say, because I've never experienced it, but I would think unbearable, right? Like, it's just something that you will never really get over and you've been able to take that pain I would say and turn it into purpose um which some people a lot of there are people that can't do that right like the pain is the pain and it continues to be the pain right instead of turning that into purpose so I would like to ask, um, is that a part of your um, being a foster parent? Is that a part of that journey? Like, is that a way to be a pillar as well? Um, Because you're taking care of children, right? And sometimes the children are, and my parents used to be foster parents too, um, and it was just a way to, in a way, give them that safe space and that I would think unconditional love, right? Because some of the situations that they're coming from, 
may not be the best. So what made you decide to be a foster parent, right? And I ask that because it's a part, and you said it's a part of your purpose, just making sure you're a pillar for other people. But what prompted you to do that? Because I'll be honest, I, I'm not sure if I would be able to do that um, if I lost a child, right? And I say that um, only because it would, I think I would just, I don't know, I feel like maybe I would be in my pain still. I don't know. Because that's the stuff that, to me, that's strength in itself, right? Um, because you get all ages, right? I remember being a kid and we would get, um, you know, my parents were foster parents and a new kid. So we had nine month old, we had kids that were my age. So can you kind of explain that and how you find so let me, that? So let me back up. So the, so before I get into why I became a foster parent was, um, so there is no one kid right that can give me a um another feeling that Stephen gave me right right so what I realized is that as I start having nieces and nephews um as I start having god kids I realized that there was um there was a sense of of love that I was going to always be able to give to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it started just from them. Like my, um, my nieces and nephews, um, man, the dopest people ever, right? Um, it, it, they, 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 they're phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, my God kids are dope. Um, shout out to their parents for, um, even finding, um, me and allowing me to be on that journey with them Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't take it lightly so it's one of those things I feel honored to even be a godparent anyway um five deep you know I'm saying got me a little starting five basketball team um but again um with my nieces and nephews and my god kids it's um they gave me as once they once I saw them they gave me that kind of like a another flame or fire up under mm-hmm. me. Um, when I became a foster parent, though, um, I've been wanting to do it for a while. Mm-hmm. I just never had the right setting, the right setup. Um, yeah. So I'm always on the go. You know what I'm saying? I'm, you know me, Nick. I'm moving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> COVID then slowed me down, and it's okay. <laughs> but before COVID, I became a foster parent. It was before COVID I became a foster parent. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reason I decided to do it, one is because, um, I'm, one, I'm very humbled, um, but I'm extremely blessed. Um, mm-hmm. I have the resources and means to be able to do this. Right. Um, and there are, from the youngest child that I had, um, my first foster child that I had was um, four days old. Um, mm-hmm. Um, and she was uh, absolute joy Um, and she went back when she was six weeks Mm -hmm. um, man tough 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 
didn't think it was going to be tough. I'm like, you know, the, the goal of foster parenting is always reunification with the families, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and although I'm in agreement with that, mm-hmm. if we go back to me losing Stefan, um, that piece of me ripped, right? Right. And the reason it ripped with her was because I lost Stefan when she was six weeks. So when she left, it was six mm-hmm. weeks. So those time frames didn't really match with my spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what I learned in that was that I needed that heartbreak for the first time in order to understand that this is what fostering is about. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, fostering is one of those things that I'm capable of being able to bring people into a loving home um, and being able to foster an environment that they can see that they can one get the love they need um, the communication skills they need because i'm an open book and i want them to be able to be open and talk to me the kids can't talk but they feel that unconditional love the moment they come in Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not something that a lot of people can do because some people do it for the wrong reasons. Right. Um, me, I stand in my truth with it because I think that all kids need that, whether it's me having them for six weeks or me having them for a lifetime, right. um, they need that person that is going to be reliable, dependable, trustworthy, and be able to show them what being loved unconditionally is. Mm-hmm. And I'm capable of doing that. So um, I may not be a perfect person. I'm flawed right. by many means, uh, but I got this thing down pat. <laughs> ah, super dope. Um, and I thank you for just being an open book um, because for those of you that don't know um Steph is hardcore as well but she almost off on the inside as much as she wanna (laughs) as much as she wanna you know act like she you know hardcore but um it's just (laughs) but um I truly thank you for that because you have a huge heart and I know I just you know and I remember the little one and and now E and you know you have an older one and I can just imagine you know the environment because of the way you welcome us into your home right like your friends and slash family and and it's just amazing to see um, you interact with them and the way you love on them because you got a big heart and I, I just, I'm just glad that other people get to see that part of you. Right. Um, yeah. Now everybody listening, everybody don't get to see that. <laughs> you gotta have, you gotta have a, a relationship. You have to be able to communicate and those different things. But um, Steph, I, I truly admire you and your strength because it's super dope to just see you be able to give those children a safe environment and a safe space so yeah it's truly my babies man i I rock with them the long way (laughs) and i love the way you love on your 
godkids and your nieces and your nephews. And I had a friend tell me one time, girl, I, your kids adore you because you can tell it in their eyes. And in the pictures that you post with your babies, and whether they're your nieces and nephews or your godkids, like, it's pure happiness there. So I just thank you for for loving folks, man, and, and allowing us to love you because it's it's truly um, special to be in your circle, just knowing who you are and your ethic and all those different things. So I thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. So now. <laughs> oh, here comes the shebang bang. No, no. So with everything that you have endured in life and just the triumph and the optimism and all those different things, how, how does Steph take care of Steph? Because I know Steph likes to travel. Steph likes to have a good time. Um, I, You know, when I think a good time, I, I think about last summer and... <laughs> And that was like truly an amazing experience, right? And just Man. for the people listening, Listen. like you live your life out loud and you like to have a good time. Like how does Steph take care of Steph, right? From the multiple trips, you know, back and forth home, you know, being a friend and showing up for people when they have their precious moments, you know, their achievements and those different things. And sometimes I, you show up and it's just, we just going to chill. That's, we just, we just kicking it. So how does Steph take care of Steph when she is the pillar <laughs> for everybody else? Um, I find balance, man. I, you, I have to find some type of balance. Um, what that look like some days, Neek, honestly, I don't know sometimes. Um, it can be uh, me taking a bath, you know, <laughs> It could be me, um, you know me, I'm quick. I shut off shut off from the world for a couple of days. Um, I, I will always respond to a text message, but I might not always pick up a FaceTime. Right. Um, and it's just because at times I need to reset myself. It's like recharging your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I have to plug myself in mm-hmm. and re energize myself to be able to regroup and show up and be there for other people um I have not always done that um I always have been a go 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 make sure everybody else is okay but what I've realized now I will literally be tired (laughs) right tired to a point I'm just delusional and I'm like what is going on Right. You haven't taken time. You haven't taken a mental break. Um, so for me, I just really try to find balance in what works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, every day it looks different. I don't know when I'll need that balance. Um, and that's because um, it's hard for me not to be there. I can be having a recharge moment and someone needs me and I will unplug to make sure they are recharged. Um, is that always the safe thing to do? Probably not, mm-hmm. but it's always the right thing to do, right? Um, so 
for me, as long as my circle is good, mm-hmm. I'm good, man. Life good. Life is real good. Um, so um, throw me in a hot bath <laughs> with some Epsom salt, baby. I'm recharged, ready to go. <laughs> we could go fight the war. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't need a battle. I'm trying to get to war. So I'm good. Give me a little Epsom salt. Cal gonna take me away. Um, but I, I, I find balance in what works for me. For everybody else, I mean, they may have to shut off from the world for a couple of days, a couple of weeks. I don't have a couple of days and a couple of weeks because I know people rely on... And not, I'm not all that, you know what I'm saying? I'm not all that in the bag of chips, salt and vinegar, whether it be barbecue, whether it be black pepper and sea salt. Um, that's not me. Um, I know my position and what I bring to the table. Um, mm-hmm. And some people just believe that I bring something to the table for them. And I'm honored that I'm able to do that. Right. Um, I show up. I show up when I'm needed, whether it's I need a recharge or not. So it looks different all the time. Um, so I couldn't tell you what I do in real life right. to recharge. Um, because while I'm recharging and someone needs me, my recharge is shut down. Got it. Okay. And we all know the secret to recharging, y'all. Go ahead and get your most favorite scented Epsom salt. <laughs> I'm telling you, get you some Epsom salt, and if you a little sore, you know what I'm saying, grain there, always use some unkers, rub yourself down, get your little knees, your ankles and stuff, your little sore spots, rub yourself down, child, get you a little, little tingly on your body, and just chill, just chill out, you know? <laughs> do what works best for you, but as for me in my house, as for me in my house, we getting some Epsom salt and unkers. And a cup of hot tea, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so you hit on something that, and you know how our conversation goes. I hear a keyword, I'm like, boom. So I think I how, know where you go. how do we get to a point where we do what works for us? Because there are so many um webinars and tips and this is what you do and do this sis and do that and how do you get to the point because this is you know when you're living your life for you how do you get to a point where you learn to do what's best for you so michael jackson said it best right you gotta Uh look at the man in the mirror right you have to be able to stand in your own personal truth, right? I don't care. Now, a lot of people may get upset, and I get that there's motivational people out there. God bless you. I get that there are people out there who it's their job to push past and make people push past and motivate people past. I get that. Um I too aspire to be a life coach. However, comma, if you are true to yourself, now you got to be naked in that mirror. You have to be focused. You have to be bare in your own truth. And you have to allow yourself to be able to address concerns that only you know. 
Because believe it or not, I don't care how many times you go sit on the couch. I don't care how many times you get on the phone with your friend. I don't care how many times you call your mama. At the end of the day, we tell people what they want to hear. And we let people in <laughs> as much as we want to allow them in. But when you stand in your own truth, in your own mirror, in your own nakedness, mm. you are able to allow yourself to be truthful with you. So why would you lie to you, right? So as you become honest with yourself, you kind of devise a plan to where now that I've allowed myself to say, this is what's bothering me. How do I address it? It's just you in the mirror and your reflection is looking back at you. You don't have nobody else looking back at you. It's just you, you and you, right? So when you're doing that, it allows you to be honest. It allows you to be free because there is no one looking at you, judging you. You ain't got nobody talking about something. Girl, I knew she was going to do that. <laughs> you ain't got nobody worried about what you got on. Right. It's just you. Right. So you allow yourself to be open to the fact that while you may be flawed, while you may have scars, for every scar you've survived, mm. for every flaw you've overcame. Mm. So if I can do all those things as I'm looking in the mirror, and now I have the ability to decide how my journey is going to go and where I'm going to heal from. A counselor is going to be able to do so much because you if you don't let them all the way in and be raw right. and honest. Right. Can't nobody, no one can help you. Right. But if you stand in the mirror in your own bare self, tears down to the, to the socks, okay? <laughs> Allow yourself to be free. Right. That's how you lead yourself to grow I don't care how hard it gets you have to be able to be honest with yourself and that's the one thing people don't like to do as many times as I say I'm okay I could say I'm okay I could say I'm good because I'm honest with me mm -hmm. now I may not be honest with Neek I may not be honest with X, Y, and Z but I could tell you one thing Stephanie know right and I know how to create a plan that is going to work best for me in order for me to get over whatever I'm going through. Right. So truthfulness, man, you got to be true to you. And if you're true to you, you can get out of anything. Yeah. So that truth piece is, that can be difficult. I mean, I know yeah. I had to, I've had to face some naked moments um, with myself over the past year, right? And it wasn't easy. But it wasn't. It wasn't easy at all. And you have to truly be in a place where I would like to say 
you don't have anything else left to give. So now you have to, like your only option is to be honest with yourself and to look at yourself in that nakedness and figure it out. And it's ugly. That journey can be ugly sometimes. Yeah, man. People allow themselves to get bone dry, though. So what I I always say, like, people like to get to rock bottom. You know what I'm saying? Like, rock bottom is a hard place to get out of it, yo. It's hard. It's a struggle. It's like, because no one, when you at rock bottom, no one sends the ladder. Nah. Anybody get the ladder? Everybody Mm. just like, well, she going to be there for a while, child. No one... (laughs) No one tries to rehabilitate you from that rock bottom. You know what I'm saying? You doing that yourself. Now, whether you going to see people or, you know, whether you're talking to friends or whatever the case may be, you really are trying to get yourself out of that hole that you, I don't want to say you put yourself in because there's a lot of contributing factors to why people get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but truthfulness, man. I, Counseling will work if you're honest. Yeah, if you're honest. You know? Yeah. Friend friendships, friendships will work if if you're yeah. honest. Yeah. You know? Um you will work with you if you're honest. If you're honest. Uh, but you can't let yourself stay in that space either. A lot of times people get so comfortable in misery that it becomes their norm. And it's just like if I'm not miserable and if I'm not sad then I'm not going to reap the attention that I need you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. I'm not going to garner the what's wrongs you know right people don't have it in them but for so long to ask you what's wrong but so many times before it's the same old tune (laughs) so at what point (laughs) at what point do we say I will no longer allow myself my temple, my head space, my heart to be in a space that is going to, one, drive you to an early grave. Right. Two, not allow you to live your own purpose in life and live it abundantly so right. you're living your best life. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, when do you get to a point where you're tired and you can no longer live in what you've created? Right. Because we get so stuck in our head when we are in that place that it becomes our norm and we almost begin to believe it. Yeah. Uh, but, I, I, man, go ahead, Nick. <laughs> so it's funny because um, the other day, and I've said this before, but I don't think I've ever posted about it or anything like that. And I was like, um, you ever like run into people who are ask holes and it's A-S-K hole, right? And they ask for help. They ask for your opinion. They ask for these different things, but they don't ever do anything with it, right? It's just like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, this is going on. And it's like, yo, you asking me, you asking her, you asking her. You asking everybody, sis, but sis, are you asking yourself? Like, is it me? Because I've had to do that self-reflection, right? Like, ooh, how long am I going to stay victim? Mm, how long am I going to stay here? Mm. 
to I to a point where I no kidding had to talk myself out of this situation I was in because I and it don't get it wrong y'all you can have your moment or moments you know for some people it takes 24 hours some people it's a couple of weeks you know it may be a little longer you're entitled to have it you were human beings but in order to truly live you have to push through you have to find a way to get out of that because if you don't Mm -hmm. you don't get to enjoy life and i know y'all seen the post where you work for so many years and then you only got like 13 years where you really living your life (laughs) being able to travel and do these different things and life is short yo like we don't Mm -hmm. have all this time if you look at it right now um, COVID-19 has shut a lot of us down right traveling and going to go visit people and trips and international and all those different things but how do you live your life now when you don't have access to these? Like, you can't just hop on a plane. You can't just, you know, drive in your car for some of us who have those restrictions. So how do you live your life in spite of everything that's going on? And I feel like if you don't find a way to live it, you're never truly going to live. This is the perfect time, honestly, for people to kind of reevaluate they own makeup, you know? Yeah. Um, COVID has, a lot of times people say COVID has shut it down, but I have to say that God has shut this thing down because he needed everybody to be still. Like, a lot of times everybody, everybody was just doing too much. Like, I know he was up there like, look, y'all is doing the absolute most. You know what I'm saying? I'm speaking in, in our language down here, right. God. You know? Um, y'all, y'all, y'all doing too much. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all doing way too much. Y'all don't listen. Y'all ain't minding. You know what I'm saying? Y'all want to go from here to there. You know, you're doing just the most. So let me, let me pause y'all for a minute. Let me put y'all in a little pause X till y'all get y'all little life together. Now I'm not making a mockery out of the situation because people have lost their lives in it. But what I am saying is that if we look at the totality of COVID, there are a lot of things that are resetting. Yes. The ozone layer is resetting. Mm -hmm. We can, we breathe a little better. Yeah. You know, people staying in the house sometimes. Um, Yeah. Life is just starting to become a new normal. That's not a bad thing. That that's not a bad thing. Um, what we have to realize though is that when things become so much of a mess, um, sometimes we have to be still and know that God is still God and He is still in control. No matter what is out of control, right. He's still in control. And he has the final say. So I don't believe that what we're going through is by coincidence. Mm-hmm. I believe that it was already a part of his plan, whether we knew it or not. Um, <laughs> what I do know is that I have enjoyed my covid Asian. Right. Um, teleworking is very good. Um, it has allowed me to um, do some workout plans 
Uh, I eat a little bit more healthier than what I was because I don't eat bad at all anyway. I eat I eat more now because I used to didn't eat much at all. I'm able to eat more, which allows me to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, so this new normal that we're in, quote unquote, mm-hmm. is actually a good thing. And I think people need to really reevaluate it and look at it and be like, you know what? Let me reevaluate what I have going on and mm-hmm. actually take assessment of what I'm doing. Right. But as you take assessment, look at what you were doing before this and look at what you're doing now. If you're doing the same thing, you're missing the mark. <laughs> you're really missing the mark. You know what I'm saying? You're really missing the mark. And that's unfortunate. So what I need everybody to do is pause and reevaluate exactly what they have going on in life. Uh, what they have going on in their own inner circle mm-hmm. and kind of just readjust while we're on a quote-unquote hiatus from life right. and focus on what's important man your family your friends mm-hmm. um, your career goals uh, retirements mm-hmm. um, whatever your your goals are focus on that and elevate those things to where when you come out of this you have some stuff behind your name that you didn't did and you're not like oh now I gotta play catch-up right no the catch-up isn't in the pantry you know what I'm saying (laughs) so (laughs) yeah oh man yeah that's so there you have it folks you can still live life even through what's going on right now. And it doesn't have to be on a grand scale of things. It could be small habit changes. It could be just small goals that you want to do. I was just going to ask you tomorrow, Dominic, could you buy me a bathrobe? A kid bathrobe? All right, Savannah. I I will talk to you in a minute. A little kid bathrobe. That's it. All right, everyone. So you just heard. Hey, she need her bathrobe. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) She out here trying to live her best life and adjust to the COVID. And she ain't had no bathrobe. And I want to know, Neek, why she ain't had no bathrobe since the COVID. Um, Because for everyone, SJ is my free spirit. I don't even know why she asking for a bathrobe. She need a robe. Sometimes she don't want to put on no clothes. She just want to walk around her robe. Exactly. So get SJ a rope. <laughs> All right, y'all. The joys of being a mom and doing podcasts at the same time. So there you go. Um, so yeah, what were we talking about? <laughs> SJ's rope. No, nah, we weren't talking about SJ's rope. We were talking about oh, there we go. Goals that can be small, small habit changes. In those different things, so absolutely, um, yeah. absolutely, we can just live life. Absolutely, I mean, even I mean, even during the times we've been in COVID, man, I've had some virtual, some virtual um, parties with friends. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, it had some one of my best friends, um, Tiff. Her husband did a little DJ joint a couple times. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, we so we turned up via that way. Um, another thing, uh, me and some other friends got together and had wine. Like 
it's always something to do you know yeah. you, you can't travel to them hey that's why they got zoom they got facebook messenger yeah. they got facetime they got whatsapp mess i mean they got videos for everything so right um find purpose in your social media networks and make sure that you um, be intentional about your, your tribe, man. Stay in touch. Don't always have to be face to face. You can get on a video chat and say, hey, right. you ain't got to lose touch. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> you, could, you, could, you, can, you can turn up on the chat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And I know I, um, I've done a couple of group chats, but I haven't really... Oh, you know what? So for my husband's 40th birthday, for those right. of you that don't know, Neil is a introvert, um, but I surprised him and I had all of his family, member call, family members calling on Zoom for his 40th birthday to wish him a happy birthday. And that was pretty dope. He wasn't expecting it. I mean, to the point he had his cupcakes and he was like, so thanks everybody. Y'all know I don't like to be the center of attention, but this is pretty cool. And I was like, yes! Yes, I got it. So, <laughs> yes, you can even celebrate life's moments yeah, during this time. <laughs> Shout out to Neil for turning 40. 40. So now I call him Sir. You played when we No, when we were younger in our marriage, all the way up until his 40th birthday, I used to call him Boy because that was like my little name. I'm Boy, what are you talking about? But now I say Sir. You oh, have, respect your elders. Yes, sir. And he was just like, really? Yeah, sir. <laughs> <laughs> respect your elders. He's from Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, this was a very enlightening conversation. Our conversations are always, they just always take a turn, right? Yeah. And that's why I call you my petty twin, because I love just talking to you. And then we'll just go off in this direction, or we'll talk about this. And I really appreciate the fact, Steph, that you were so open and transparent with this conversation. Um because I got to share you with the world, if that makes any sense. Um, because you're just super dope, yo. Like I just, I enjoy talking to you. Like it's it's a it's a safe space. It's a no judgment zone. It's just like we talk about real life topics, and um, for that, I am forever grateful. Because you know, some conversations you can't have with everybody right? And what I mean by that is, you know, everybody's not ready to have certain conversations or, you know, um, maybe certain conversations are triggers for, you know, other people and things like that. So that's one thing I've always adored is the fact that you just, you real, you, you don't hold no punches. (laughs) You know what though? It took me a while to get to that point. You know what I'm saying? I used to honestly be the person who, um, pacified people's feelings um to a point where you know i was um real soft back in the day you know i um i pacified people's feelings for the sake of not hurting them mm-hmm. um but i had got to a point one day and i said to myself now 
I know good and well after a while. You know how I say people bite their tongue, uh-huh. right? Now, after a while, how many times do you bite your tongue for it start hurting? Bite your tongue right now. Go ahead. See how long you're going to bite your tongue and it ain't going to hurt. So I had got to a point where I'm like, why am I sacrificing my tongue for the sake of people's feelings? Now, what I do do, I'm I'm very tactful about it. Yeah. Now, whether it comes off, and I'm very straightforward and direct. I don't have time to... um, you know, I just don't have time to, you know, kind of play the violin and be like, well, babe, you know, oh, well, you know, I don't have time for that. So what I try to do is just come straight forward. Like, I just don't understand why you're doing this or that or why this or that is being happening, you know, so I can get clarity. I'm a clarity type person. So right? <clears throat> if stuff don't make sense, it just don't make no sense. Um, <laughs> So what I aim to do, and, and, I'm, and God is still working on me, okay? He's not mm-hmm. through with me yet. But what I aim to do when, I, um, when I'm not biting my tongue is to really get clarity from people um, when they're going through things or when stuff is happening. Because I don't want anybody to feel like they have to spare me from my truth because um, I don't need a corner in my life that is always, yeah, Stephanie, girl, yeah, you right, girl, yeah, girl, you good, <laughs> you know, no, I need some realistic people who gonna be like, nah, Steph, you was dead wrong, like, and this is why, so for the longest time, I didn't do that, and for the longest time, I wasn't forthcoming with, whether it be friends, family, or whatever the case may be, I just wasn't forthcoming with those feelings, because I always felt like either whether it be my approach or how I said it or whatever the case may be would get taken in the wrong context. So now I just, I just say what I need to say, you know, and and get it off and, you know, and we can talk about, you know, the tone or whatever later. Yeah. But I just need you to understand that what you did wasn't correct and that, you know, you need to be better at what you're doing in life. And I try to say it real nice right. because what I can't do is hurt, continue, live a life where I'm hurting myself in order to spare somebody else from hurting me. And I was going to ask you, what did you notice the difference from when you were quote unquote sparing people's feelings versus when you were honest and direct and just like hey let's let's have a conversation yep absolutely i um man i done had so many well let me say this and i haven't lost a friend yet Mm -hmm. right and i and i say that um very honestly um i haven't lost a friend yet because if i've lost you we weren't friends um i've had friendships that have we can say grown apart. Uh, if they needed me to this day, I would still be there um, because at the end of the day, I feel like friendship will always have um, a meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not naive to the fact that in our younger years of friendship, sometimes we didn't know how to deal with certain things. Mm-hmm. And that's just life as a whole, and that's just me. But I'm also not naive to the fact that 
when people show you who they are, you need to believe them. Right. Um, so what I try to do now in this day and age is be one true to myself and allow myself to be able to be honest with me again and say, okay, Stephanie, what are you willing to handle and take from people? Mm -hmm. And will it benefit you? Now, if it's not a benefit to me, then, and it's going to hurt me long-term, then I really just don't need it in my life. Um, What I won't allow to happen at the sweet tender age of 39, like I said before, (laughs) is anybody to disrupt my peace. You know, I, I only, I'm in charge of one thing and that's my peace. Mm. And there will be no one but God that who is going to come in and interrupt that. <laughs> and I mean, I tell you, I, I, I tell people at work, don't, you will not interrupt my peace. So if my peace is going to be interrupted, I, it's best I remove myself from situations. Um, but I am a firm believer that when I've allowed myself to express myself in a manner that is suitable for whatever relationship, mm-hmm. it allowed me to grow too. Mm-hmm. Um, it allowed me to say that it's okay, Stephanie, for you to tell people how you feel right. if they're making you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just don't agree with it, um, it's okay for you to do that. That's your, that's your given right. Um, some people don't like it because I haven't always been that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I do know is that I'm not doing it with any ill intent. Right. And I've grown in myself to know that I can ask questions and we still be cool. Yeah. You know? Um, so the people that I quote unquote lost because of whatever reason, um, they got to talk to that with God because I believe that I've always been a person who is, um, been accountable for what I've done. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not perfect. I'm flawed by many. Um, but at the same time, I can tell you that I'm wrong and I can bite a bullet right. and be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm accountable. I'm accountable for my actions. So um, the friends that I've lost, hello. <laughs> and the friends that remain, hello. You know, <laughs> I love you all. <laughs> uh, thank you for that. Um, and you know, it's just very important to remember for those of you that are listening that and you've seen the memes and you hear people say it all the time, anything that costs you your peace, it it has to go. It has to go. And like you said, you, that is so important because you let the wrong person in and they start disturbing your peace. Like that's, that shakes up your entire environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, I mean, you start... I don't even, <laughs> it, it just messes up everything. Like every it's a rabbit hole. Life. Yes. That is a good analogy because, you know, it's, and I, I'm the type of person just, 
once I start to get overwhelmed or what something doesn't sit right with me, I will immediately cut it off. And I sit back and I reevaluate everything. And I ask myself, what, what role did I play in it? Did, was it me? Was it the other person? And then, you know, there are times where I, I will shut off. And I mean, I will, I won't text anyone. I won't call anyone because I'm doing that self-reflection. And I'm also asking God, okay, if it was me, I need you to show me. To reveal that. Mm-hmm. Yes, reveal it. Let's rewind. Let's replay. Let's, and I'll say most of the time when I do that, there have been times where I've had to go back and say, yo, it was me, right? Like I, I disrupted my own piece. (laughs) And then (laughs) there are times where I have to let people know I can no longer be a part of this relationship, friendship or whatever, because it doesn't sit right. Like my piece is just like, I have cut people off with no notice right and in some cases people may think it's unfair to that person but i'm a firm believer that you know you destroy you disturb my peace like i don't think there are some people who, who they know you knew it was coming right like you got first time i'm gonna pull the uh george bush first time <laughs> shame on me <laughs> Second okay. time, <laughs> I can't I can't get food again. <laughs> but that that's why I liked what you said about the whole peace thing because people have to realize that if it don't sit right, take yourself out of the situation. I'm sorry, and, Mom, but can I? Can you and I have some privacy together? You sure can. You have to be able to basically just cut off things that destroy your peace. And, you know, sometimes you have to check you to see where you were to allow your peace to be disrupted. Peace is a whole different episode, girl. Because you know, some podcast series, yeah. Sometimes that piece, the sage, not gonna do it, the incense, not gonna do it, the candles, the it's no kidding, the removal of people, yeah. And I was about to say, those soul ties, right? Those, yes, God, yeah. So, you got to remove people, and it's okay. And I think that the thing about it is, people don't realize that it's okay to allow yourself to acknowledge the fact that some things just are okay to have removed. You take your garbage out every week, it's removed. (laughs) Sometimes you have to remove people and it's okay. It's okay for you to have that self-reflection for yourself and say, you know what? Mm -hmm. This may not work for me and that's okay. Right. And sometimes people you lose, it hurts. Um, because you don't want to lose them. You don't. I mean, at the end of the day, I done lost some dope people, man. Quote, unquote, shout out to the people I done lost. Um, (laughs) But I believe that because we 
somewhere along the line, we weren't going to mesh. And it was easier to lose them then Mm -hmm. than to lose them now in the space that I'm in. Right. Uh, I don't, I don't miss any opportunity to enjoy people. Right. Um, But at the end of the day, everybody doesn't get close to me either. Um, So the people that I lost, some being people that were close to me, um, man, it's not, it's, it's not easy, but it's necessary. Right. Yeah. For my growth, for their growth, because it, it could it it could have been both parties playing a factor, but yeah. um, I wish them well. You know, I yeah. wish them well. I don't mean no hope, harm, or danger, child. <laughs> I want you to elevate. I will root for you on the sideline. Um, I may not come to the party, right. but I will definitely buy a ticket to support. Right. Um, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay yeah. with the removal in order to maintain your peace and mine. Right. Because a lot of times what we don't see is that um, a lot of times people don't want to take accountability for their actions mm-hmm. and say, you know, I did play a part in that. You know? Right. Um, we don't like doing that sometimes because we always want to be right. It wasn't me, girl. I ain't had nothing to do with that. That y'all <laughs> know she did this, that, and that. No, nah, boo. You know, you played a role. Right. You know, an active role, too. You was probably the lead... <laughs> the lead and star, you know? But I think the more and more we focus on, you know, what I focus on now is just those people that are in my corner, in my tribe, as you would say, yeah. that hold it down, you know? Um, and they do a good job, man. They do a phenomenal job at holding Stephanie down. Right. Um, I'm not the easiest person to deal with. I, I tell you not, uh, stop it now, child. Um, <laughs> So I'm not the easiest person to deal with. I'm not the easiest person to um, talk to, although I am a very, I'm an open book Mm -hmm. um, to a certain extent. And I love talking to people. I just, I'm just not letting you into my space for the sake of, and I don't want to go down this, this path because we're going to get down at that kitchen counter. But (laughs) I, I don't let people in my space for the sake of what will you do once you're in it? Um, I don't know your intent, right? but once I tell you, what are you going to do with that information? Where are you going with it? You, I mean, you're going to the library, you're researching, you're coming back to me, uh, you're going to Sally, you're going to John. What you going to do with the information? So I'm not the easiest person to deal with when it comes to my emotions, feelings. I mean, if you call up, if you call up my tribe, <laughs> they will tell you. It's like pulling teeth with her, boy. She got to have a cavity for you to tell her to get anything out of her. Um, but it's, 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 it's with purpose because I feel like there are some people who mean well, mm-hmm. right? And what I mean by that is that they are intentional about their role in your life. Right. Um, and they're going to be there with the information that they have and be able to pursue whatever things that you're going through with you and for you. And then you got people who just want to know for the sake of knowing. Like I'm not a 
I love social media, but I'm not, I don't live my life through the media. Right. So if I'm going through something, nobody will ever know it because I'm always having a great day. <laughs> right. Um, and that's on purpose because, like I said before, once I give it to you, what you going to do with it? Ooh. Yeah. We had a long conversation about that. Wow. That was like, yeah, about three hours. We ain't got time for that today. <laughs> but that's important, though. As you are living your life and allowing people to be in your certain spaces, it's important to know who is going to do what with the information that they have. And not because you're on edge and you think everybody's out to get you or anything like that, but Absolutely. everybody for one can't handle your story. Mm -hmm. And two, it's just another way to keep that peace. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you have to be careful with who you allow in your spaces. Um, you have to be careful with, who you allow into your life, honestly. And I feel like in order to truly live, you have to be able to be surrounded by people who are in your safe spaces, are not judgmental, and are able to help you live your life, right? Like you gotta have, you gotta have them people around. And it's yeah. not a, I'm, you know, better than you or anything like that, but it's truly being able to know who's in your life, know what, how they add value and how you add value to theirs. And I feel like that's truly the only way you can really live, knowing people's intentions, right? Mm -hmm. And just being able to, I say, float through life and not saying that you're not going to have any problems, but you're able to float through life comfortably the way you want to live it absolutely i um i have a i have a saying that because oh i'm kind of funny sometimes they call me baby kevin hart right so what <laughs> i realize is that um although i'm not on the big screen right i'm not on the big screen at all um there are certain people within my village that have a front row seat to mm -hmm. every movie i play in um for those who don't, they just cannot get in. And that's that personal space I create because I never want people in my theater in the front row cheering for me, but really intentionally waiting to throw that tomato. Mm. Um, so I allow people in my theater that serve a purpose for me you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. um i don't need you there coming in just because you got a year-round ticket pass can't get in my theater you know what i'm saying <laughs> ain't ain't coming in um go to the next door 
go to John's theater because Stephanie's theater is closed off to people who truly love her and um, serve a purpose in her life and want to see her excel, want to see her advance. And then the flip side of that is those same people that are in my theater, I want the same thing for them. Right. And as people are in those theaters, in my theater, um, I want that to be able to kind of develop relationships there because I got some dope people within my joint, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it goes back to last year when I we had my birthday joint, right? Mm -hmm. People from all different walks, right? Y'all never met each other or nothing, but you got so many dope souls in one spot yeah. who never met. You would have thought we knew on each other for the last 20 years, and it was like a girl's trip. Right. We could have been on the movie with Jada now. <laughs> Lossy Posse. What? The staycation was popping. But that is the whole thing about being intentional about your circle and being intentional about who you just have around you in general. Um, a lot of people just don't mean you no good. And that's okay. You will learn through those processes. You know what I'm saying? When people come around you, but man yeah yeah <laughs> oh man well y'all we, we dropping some jewels over here on how to live your life yeah, and and enjoy it and that's, enjoy it that's the biggest thing so sis we are about to wrap this up a little bit so for the sister who is listening right now and she may be struggling with trying to live a life that she wants to enjoy, what words of encouragement do you have for her? Say that one more time. For the sis that is listening right now and she may be struggling with trying to live a life that she wants to enjoy, what words of encouragement do you have for her? Um, can you hear me still? Yeah. Okay. Um, so what I would tell her is that um, life ain't easy, right? Mm -hmm. It's not an easy road. Um, it's never going to be easy. Um, but if you understand who you're walking with, mm -hmm. um, what you're walking with, what you're walking for, you can kind of repurpose, revamp, remotivate, redirect, reguide, readjust. And be able to enjoy life more abundantly. Mm -hmm. um, we take stuff so, so serious in life, man. Life is, we, people makes life so much, so complicated. Like it, it, it's extremely complicated for no reason. Right. Um, enjoy the small victories. You know what I'm saying? I, I get excited, child, when I could put my um, left leg to the side a little bit and put my sock on good. And I ain't got to <laughs> bend down to put it on on the <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Um, so it's small victories that allow you to look at stuff better than what you would have looked at it two, three days ago. 
Don't get caught up in what somebody else doing. Don't get caught up in what other people are doing. Um, other people, the way other people enjoy their life, is not going to be the same way you enjoy your life. Right. Um, and that's okay because you're, you're two different people. Right. Um, find what you like. Be intentional in finding what you like too. Don't don't find something that just satisfies you for the moment. Right. You know, get something that's really gonna satisfy you. Like I love me a good hot cup of green tea. <laughs> that thing now just soothes my soul. <laughs> but just because I like green tea, sis, you may like peppermint tea. Right. You know. So find something that works for you. Um, and once you find that and you get to a point of comfortability, mm-hmm. um, you begin to enjoy life from a different perspective. Right. Um, the things you used to worry about, you ain't going to worry about no more. The things that used to bother you, you're not going to be bothered with no more. <laughs> um, some people ain't got a man child and they be worried about when they going to get one. They ain't going to be worried about that. Um, <laughs> It's just simple stuff, you know what I'm saying? So, I would say to that, say to that, um, say to my sister, like, look, just, just take time out, pause, pause for a moment, right? Take time out and just reevaluate what you got going on because it's a lot of stuff we suppress. It's a lot of barriers that we have in our own way that we don't take time to actually focus. And kind of reevaluate those things and deal with those things internally and process those things. Uh-uh. But you got to get that stuff out of the way first before you can enjoy life. Um, I've been able to enjoy it because I've been intentional about what life is. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't take it for granted. Right. Uh, people are here people people are dying young people are here today gone tomorrow that is a true true statement Mm -hmm. um so i don't want to look back and i don't want to be saying hey i wish i could have did this right i wish i could have did that um i don't i want to be hopeful in the fact that again being optimistic um that whatever i choose to do i can do Mm -hmm. within reason um, don't miss an opportunity to put off what you can do today for tomorrow. Right. What if tomorrow don't come? Mm. Um, so find what makes you happy. Once you find it, smile. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you. So, of course, super dope words. Um, as always, Steph, it is a pleasure to sit and talk with you. And as you know, we can sit and talk forever. And sometimes we have. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> um, but I am so grateful that you took the time out to share your life perspective with the She Speaks community. And before we do the final wrap up, I always like to ask my guests to speak life into. Um, the She Speaks community. So can you speak life to the people? (laughs) People, people, people. Wow. Um, First, I'm going to get a chance to say something after this, right? Mm, If you want to, yeah. All right. So 
I mean, I'm going to say something after. So, okay. no, I'm going to end it with this. Um, so, Nick, thanks for having me here. This has been an absolute, absolute honor. Um, it has been a pleasure to start this journey with you in Cuba, man. It was dope to be able to sit there and, I mean, the air just roaming through my, you know, I'm spirit and everything. So, I appreciate being in Cuba, being able to have this experience. And now because of COVID, we got to sit in the comfort of our own homes and do this. But thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't thank you enough. I love you. Um, so thank you for allowing me to do this. For the She Speaks community, man, life and what we're going through right now is different. Um, don't lose sight of what is true though um i always will forever go back to um my faith because i firmly believe that man your faith will get you through a lot of things um don't lose sight of that uh, when all a lot of times people say when all else fails pray no don't wait till all else fails um, pray in spite of when things are going great pray when things are going bad pray so like I was saying it's like pray in spite of everything that you got going on um, be a hundred percent true to yourself a hundred percent of the time <laughs> don't falter in your own actions because of somebody else's beliefs of you um be intentional about what you have going on um have purpose in what you have going on and if you don't have purpose find it um and allow yourself to be free you know you don't have to live in a box um because a lot of times we put ourselves in a box because of what other people may think or because of what your parents may have thought you should be. Mm -hmm. uh, be free to be you and enjoy it, mm -hmm. live it, own it, <laughs> um, own it, <laughs> um, and then appreciate it. You know, when you're doing that, appreciate it. Appreciate the fact that you have found your niche and you have found what makes you happy and you have found what makes you smile. Um, and as you do, you are doing that, know that there begins to feel some kind of relief within you. So you can truly then start to enjoy life. Right. Um, and don't let anybody tell you that what you are doing to enjoy life is wrong. Hmm. Um, allow them to find their own journey to the enjoyment. Because you didn't find yours, sis. <laughs> okay? Um, but again, um, dope souls, don't be intentional. Be intentional about what you're doing. Be 100% you, 100% of the time. Get out of that box. Be free. Be you. Be intentional. Be purposeful. Um, and then we'll see you on the next dope soul, right? Yeah. <laughs> Did you have something else you wanted to add or did you add it earlier?
I think I added it earlier, but I will say this. Let me tell you t- to my tribe out there that's um, that's gonna be listening, man. I, I definitely appreciate y'all. It's too many of y'all. To, it ain't even too many of y'all to list because I'd be lying if I said I had a whole um, list of stuff. I had to pull out my little Rolodex. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, definitely to my best friends, man. Um, they know who they are. Thank you um, for just being there, listening to me one hundred percent of the time um to my tribe to my village to my to everybody man that is in my circle that I allow to um infiltrate into my life um I don't consider you friends I actually consider you family so um thank you for being a part of that and I appreciate each and every one of you um to my family I love you all um and Neek, man, I can't, I can't thank you enough, yo. I mean, we've start, we started in Germany, and I don't even, I can't even begin to put into words the relationship that we have now, and had it has flourished into um, maybe two minute conversations to ten hour conversations. Um, but what I do appreciate is that you remain true to you, whether it's whether you're in uniform. Um, or whether you're in um, some Zeta paraphernalia or whether you just in a b-ball cap and ready to rock out so um, I think a lot of people and I'll speak for people out there a lot of people appreciate your authenticness about yourself Um, you don't get a lot of use that word a uniform so um, I appreciate you. I thank you for being who you are to us uh, and doing these podcasts and bringing other dope souls on here to be able to express themselves um, on a platform that they may not have ever gotten a chance to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably would have never did it, you know, but you asked, I, you called and I answered, you know. Yes, so um, thank you for allowing that to happen and thank you for just opening up a platform for women to be able to tell their truth, tell their story, and have people listen, and then be able to help others out there. Oh, man. Thank you, um, Steph. As you know, um, you will always have a special place in my heart um, because you just being you, just being unapologetically you, um, you, you encourage people to walk in their truth, no matter how uncomfortable it may be. But when you tell us that, you also let us know that you will be there, Um, whether it's beside us, maybe a little bit behind because you want us to grow on our own. Um, I do thank you and I appreciate you for being a safe space for me. As you know, I'm a very guarded person as well. Um, And to your tribe, I thank you all for sharing, Stephanie with me (laughs) (laughs) man (laughs) Man Um, (laughs) and it's just a blessing to have you in my life and I really appreciate that and when I did send out the call and you did answer and I will be forever grateful for that Um, and thank you for allowing she speaks to be um, the platform where you tell your story um, knowing that it's going to help somebody else. Um, For those dope souls who are still listening, uh, thank you for always being a valued listener. Um, I hope that you have 
picked up some jewels from this uh, podcast. Thank you for just being supportive. Uh, thank you for listening to this series called Adult Soul Interview. Um, Steph was the wrap up for right now. Um, I truly enjoy doing this. I wanted to highlight women who I knew had a story to tell. And in some cases, they probably wouldn't have told their story unless I asked, right? Because sometimes yeah. we don't do things unless we're asked because we don't see the value in or it's just us living our life. When Absolutely. in actuality, um, y'all some dope souls with some dope stories. And it's just amazing to see how God has used this platform um, to help us heal to help us walk together and to just help us truly um, live our lives on a completely different level. So with that being said, Dope Soul Crew, uh, thank you for being a valued listener of the She Speaks podcast. Um, remember, we all have a story to tell and someone needs to hear yours because when they do, it's going to help them reach their destiny. Until next time. Peace. Sis, thank you for listening to the She Speaks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on your social media platforms with your family, friends, and coworkers. I would also love to hear how the show has impacted you in your life. Feel free to leave me a message via Anchor or follow me on Instagram at the She Speaks. Until next time, walk in who you are, adjust your crown, and stand tall, sis. We all have a story to tell and there's someone out there who needs to hear yours.